0: here on the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast. Chuck Zana and Mark Schofield here as your hosts and we're going to go through a little bit on the Indianapolis Colts today. It's a team that I don't think we've talked about yet this offseason, Mark. Have we dug into them at all? Um,
1: Other than the Mark Warren project, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's probably been a couple months since we uh, last uh, touched on Indian, really dug into any depth there and to help us uh, really figure out a picture both uh, of what's going on in the draft and what to expect this year. We're joined by Matt Dannelly of Inside the Pylon right now. And Matt, want to welcome you on. I think this is the first time that we've actually had you on the podcast here.
2: Yeah, uh, happy to be here, man. Well, Love we're- the podcast. Uh, glad to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, we're pretty stoked to have you on board, and what I wanted to do just to start off is you put together a piece that detailed some of the issues that the Colts have had in dealing with tight ends over the last couple seasons. It's been a big problem for them. It's been pretty well documented, but I want you to talk about what you saw there and really what the thesis was for this article uh, and and what you found as you were putting it together.
2: Well, in a nutshell, more or less, it was just the fact that they're they're secondary and they're their linebackers and, and, um, are just really struggling and have been struggling the past couple of years to, to stop opposing tight ends. And, you know, now with Delaney Walker and, uh, Julius Thomas in the, in division, in the division, it, you know, they've got their work cut out for them. They've done a little bit to try to do or to, uh, mitigate it. Um, but so far pretty unsuccessfully, um, more or less it was, uh, I was just pointing out that uh, with these, with uh, the uh, draft of Clayton Gathers last year and fifteen, that that was kind of their idea in their way to stop it. You know, Gronkowski had gone off on him a couple times. Basically, tight ends had run rampant on him, and so they were trying to bring him in be a little more of a physical presence, get him down in the box. You know, help with run support and stuff. And um, it's just last 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 year wasn't. Wasn't great for him. He's a young guy. He's good. That's kind of his makeup as well. He's a big, thick dude, um, physical at the line of scrimmage. He he is the he does have the build for what they're trying to get out of him. Uh, he just does wasn't wasn't very good last year.
0: How much of it do you place on personnel versus uh, the scheme that Indianapolis is running?
2: It's a it's a little bit of both. I mean, when they're they're more concentrated on trying to do their man make sure that they're doing the press man on the outsides and it's kind of it's kind of leaked through the scent through the middle of the the defense their their run defense has been putrid you know the past couple years it's really always been inconsistent they may have a year here or there that you know does something well but they kind of shored that up and uh, impressed with Kendall Lanford and Arthur Jones uh, David Perry and Henry Anderson were big pickups last year through the draft and so i think their defensive lines kind of coming together but in a as as it all comes at it as it all molds itself they're still they're still lacking with uh opposing tight ends pretty badly
1: matt they might have tried to address this issue in the second round of the draft they selected tj green out of clemson a uh, hybrid safety type who's played both cornerback and even some wide receiver in his career do you think that green has the ability to come in and help in this area
2: i think i know that that's i mean that makes sense why they brought him in to do that uh he is he's a 6'2 209 guy that's kind of his his makeup as well you know hybrid type safety he's, he's got four three speed uh which i pointed out in the article but It it didn't it didn't to me on film translate really to the field. I think I mean that's the underwear Olympics type thing. You know, sprint get down the field and there's no there's no reading there's no reacting and such. And his four three speed didn't really show up to me on tape. Um, I didn't notice him being able to cover very well. He got burned a lot a, a lot and it really didn't take much. To get him off his base, as far as uh, maybe a, a slight shoulder fake here and there, and he was getting beat deep for touchdowns. Um, on the surface, it seems to be a, a somewhat of a smart pick. Like I said, pregano's already uh, stated that he's going to be in the safety position when he was kind of uh, a corner safety hybrid as well. Uh, through the, well, at least they they had him marked as such in the draft, but they're definitely planning on him coming in and helping with depth at the safety position. I just don't know how much he's going to help. They've kind of I felt I felt like it was more of a pick that you would grab especially in the second round after you've already got a couple of established guys plus some depth in front of him to let him work into that. At least give him a chance and it was second round was really high for me and for no more than doing special teams it just didn't seem like a real wise pick to me.
1: Now, Matt, building off that question, I want to ask you a little bit more about this Colts draft. There were three p- picks in particular that I really liked. I liked when they went center with the first pick in the, with their pick in the first round with Kelly. And I do like the, uh, the other two offensive tackles they drafted. Both Clark and Haig, I think, have the potential to step in and help. And those, kind of, those three picks, I think, helped shore up an area which was lacking for this team, which was the offensive line. So talk about those three guys and how you think they'll fit in as well as your thoughts on the rest of their draft.
2: Kelly was a great pick. Obviously, there was I don't know that anybody would have too many issues with that. Centers going in the first round isn't something. I mean, they they kind of played that up too. That's not something that's a typical uh, selection that early in the draft. Uh, it was a great pick though. Best best center in the draft could be possibly one of the best interior linemen altogether. Uh, I like the Raven Clark pickup too, and and Heg. They were all solid picks. But I think that a lot of people, at least nationally, get sold on the fact that it's kind of a narrative now that the Colts' offensive line isn't up to snuff, which is overall, like, uh, at a, as a complete package, that's probably accurate. However, the depth that people are missing out on is, um, you know, last year in the seventh round, uh, they picked up Denzel Good out of Mars. And he's actually, he came in last year and looked really solid. Uh, Joe Wrights. He also was really solid. He played in at guard, and when they're 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 wanting to put Muhort in that guard position, um, I think there's a lot of quality depth there, and I think that the their in, in the offensive line game improved pretty drastically in the last uh, few games of the year, and I actually like really like Denzel Good to get the to battle for the starting position at right tackle. However, I've heard that they're trying to. Kind of move him into guard it just didn't seem that didn't seem like a uh, a much of a fit for me either he's kind of a he kind of uh stand, he he gets too straight up he doesn't bend real well you know when you want a guy to be able to get low on the interior a little bit more I didn't feel like that was kind of his strong his strength he did a good job his anchors really good uh his footwork's really good for a big dude I think he's six eight six seven six eight real big guy and I really liked him to do it now Heg coming in he's used to it he's he's he protect protected carson wentz in college so uh i think that was a really quality pick especially for the fifth, uh, fifth round and then uh one that i think may go a little bit under the radar was uh the center from iowa austin Blythe. he's i think he's going to probably battle for some of the interior work as well in the rotation anyhow they still have Hugh thornton there he's he's dropped some weight i think they're trying to kind of make their Offense, more of a uh, zone, a zone running scheme, which I think would benefit, would which would at least uh, point to why he was losing his weight uh, this off season. So maybe that's something that's in the cards for the future, for at least uh, coming up this year. Maybe a reason or a way to keep Hugh Thornton on the team.
0: Matt, taking a look at the uh, the two defensive players that the Colts took in late rounds: Antonio Morrison out of Florida, as well as Trevor Bates out of Maine. Any place for them on this team this year to get a you know any kind of role on special teams or as situational players, or do you think it's not really in the cards for them to have a major fit this year, likely to uh be looking at least a year down the road before they see any time?
2: I think Trevor Bates is kind of a toss up although he's a a little bit bigger uh than Morrison although Morrison kind of he kind of fits the the what they're missing when Freeman left in free agency. So I think that he's somebody who could battle for, he could he could make the roster. I think I think that's solid. Um, however, there's a guy that a lot another guy that I think a lot of people forget about, and probably isn't known at all, you know, outside of Indianapolis is Junior Sylvester. Uh, he played in a preseason last last year and was really good in camp. I actually was at camp for the Colts uh, a handful of times. He looked really good throughout camp he looked uh looked more than solid and actually was i i had him uh pegged to make the roster last year and i he ended up getting hurt right near uh, preseason week 4 and so i really like him to battle again for a starting spot but i think morrison is i think they had in our uh jarell freeman in mind when they drafted him he's that he's good for the new attacking style defense that uh Monachino is going to be bringing in i think um he's built for to play inside in a three four and he's one kind of the opposite of of tj green i think that he his field speed may be a little bit better than than where he clocked
1: now matt we just finished talking about the 2016 draft Never too early to look ahead to the 2017 draft. And I know you and I are actually collaborating on a piece. We're going to be looking at some of the quarterbacks in the next draft class. And the guy I wanted to ask you about, I know you've done some study on him, is Eastern Washington quarterback Jordan West. What have you seen so far when you can dig it into his tape?
2: I really like this guy. You know, there's always – you always want to – it's not so much that you want to try and find the guy who's unknown or whatever. I don't think he's going to be unknown for very long. Um much like Carson Wentz kind of was, you know, middle of the pack was talked about as a mid-round possibility uh, about this time a year ago. Uh, I think West is going to start building his way into it as well. Um overall, I mean, he's got about everything you want. He's got great height, 6'4", 216. Um he's got all the all all the the prerequisites for the position uh in the NFL. Uh, really good ball placement the the one thing that that does hurt him obviously is the style of offenses that we keep seeing in college um, very horizontal based offenses where you're you know you're throwing forty and fifty percent screen along the line of scrimmage uh, a lot like Paxton Lynch was uh, there and I also think that it's similar the two aren't similar or, or comparable necessarily at all West and lynch however they the reason I think aside from the coaching scheme that's in place. I think his his wide receivers much like Lynch's were their're playmakers as opposed to really good receivers if that makes sense better after the catch uh, better getting free getting some wiggle and getting some yards uh, after with some good blocking up up front. Um, but he's got great ball placement short intermediate throws his deep balls are really nice. there's a play where uh, you know they played Oregon really tough. And I've, I've watched that game two or three different times just to kind of make sure I see what I'm – or know what I'm seeing there. But he's got excellent touch in the red zone, uh, in the back pile – or towards the back pylon. uh drops one in the bucket. He's uh, very very cool and very calm, kind of something you don't necessarily see or at least I don't expect to see out of an FCS guy. Um, very relaxed, will stand in there and take a shot in the chin. Throws well on the move as well. Plenty athletic to pick up yards, you know, like uh, with his feet. However, he doesn't rely on it by any means. It's definitely his last priority. He's always looking to square up to the line of scrimmage, reset his feet, and get the ball downfield if he can. However, like I said, he's nice and lanky, so he can pick up that four or five yards if possible. Doesn't put himself in a lot of harm's way. Um, he's capable and uh, solid going through his possessions as well, or his progressions um he does stare down some receivers much like and just i don't know that you'll find a college quarterback that doesn't is constantly rolling through their progressions not with the style that they're playing now but he, he can do it all um stands and delivers under pressure gives his receivers good uh good yak opportunities uh he'll he'll read through he'll read that the uh the the corner, is is bailing immediately and he'll just get it he'll just dump it off there's no reason to put yourself in harm's way in that and it's a smart quarterback move get it to your quarterback or your running back who can make some plays in space and he allows basically everybody around him to uh, reap the benefits of his intelligence I think he's a he's a real uh, real possibility for somebody to move up in uh, a lot of draft boards I think
1: now, what about at the FBS level? I know there's some guys you've been digging into as well. Are there any uh, FBS quarterbacks that have you really excited, or re- at least intrigued?
2: Yeah, and that and that's kind of where I'm going with this. I'm not. I'm kind of staying away from uh, the guys at the top of the list, um, Clemson, Miami. I'm not going to watch those guys yet. I wanted to watch some guys that were more interesting. The guys that have had to uh, had to go through a little bit of. Uh, have had to move from one school to another or have had to come from a different transition between coaches or something like that. And I started watching Baker Mayfield a couple nights ago uh, to get, you know, he – the interest level with him is really there for me. Uh, They kind of run a a strange offensive system there in Oklahoma. He's not quite got the height, but he's got the weight, 6'1", 2'12". His statistical – his statistics – came off the chart he was texas tech in 2013 sat out 2014 and then started in oklahoma uh last season got a lot of read option stuff in their uh offensive setup with some air raid concepts as well and he'll challenge defenses deep a lot and i think that's what really gets me to wanting to check him out more than anything is just keep watching him and see how aggressive he is um but he's also he's also smart. He has he has some accuracy issues, but I think all in all he tries he tries to make the most uh con or the most intelligent decision uh, possible for for his team. He's he's got me intrigued for sure. I've been watching him the past several nights, and the more I'm watching him, the more I like him. The more I think he adds to the game. He's got a really crazy, uh, slippery quality about his. Uh, escapability in the pocket he's got really good pocket awareness he's constantly on the move because Oklahoma at least on last year's tape because Oklahoma's offensive line seemed to be horrible they were constantly having he was constantly on the run but he did he did pretty well for what he was given I thought I'm really interested in in digging into more games for him I got my eye on him for sure
0: Matt, just another minute or so here. Just curious, what other uh, projects are you going to be working on over the course of the summer? Anything else that we should be watching out for uh, as we start to head into training camp?
2: Um, I don't have anything on the cusp so far other than kind of digging into these quarterbacks. And like uh, Mark said, we've got a little something going on uh, here for the next week or so. And basically, I'm just going to be trying to to get into some of the uh, – NFL quarter, but the current quarterbacks in the NFL, and kind of trying to see where they actually stack up as far as where they're successful on the field. Um, last season, last off season, I, uh, I charted Andrew Luck's 2012, 13, and 14 seasons to kind of find out where he was most um, most efficient on the field, deep third, um, middle, or middle or outside thirds of the field and just kind of just kind of check out where they're looking and that's kind of what I'm looking to do with uh some of these guys cuz you can never you can only read the statistics so much and and gain narrative out of that you want to actually see why they're making the decisions that they are what uh what mitigating factors are involved and so on and so forth so I'm interested in kind of digging into that and seeing uh what's going on with uh with some of the current quarterbacks as well as some of the guys that are getting ready to start getting ready for their senior season or their junior season in college that are going to be available for the draft next year.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's as we always talk about, it's that that context is just so important when you're trying to put together that evaluation. So, pretty uh pretty interested to see what you're going to be coming up with over the next few weeks and we'll get you back on maybe sometime early July, maybe mid-July once we have a little bit more uh a little bit more going there and we'll uh we'll see what you found, all right? Sounds great. Outstanding. Well, that is all the time we have for the day. Uh we did just take you through pretty much everything in the Colts draft from last year as well as pretty interesting quarterback project that we have coming up over the next few weeks here on ITP. Hopefully uh we'll have you back here tomorrow for everyone who listened and uh make sure that if you aren't subscribed already just click that little button on iTunes to subscribe. You can get one of these every single weekday. It's only about 20 minutes, so whether you're on the subway riding to work in your car, whatever it is, you're on the bus, Just give us a quick little listen. Give us a little bit of love there. Also, send us a little review, and we will see you back here tomorrow on the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast.